Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, the Saskatchewan Stock Growers calls for government to investigate cattle pricing, saying producers are losing money while packers and retailers earn big profits. We look at June rainfall stats. We take a look at hail claims for the month of June, and Ag in Motion opens in a couple weeks northwest of Saskatoon. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is calling on the federal and provincial governments for a cattle and beef pricing investigation. Stock Growers President Garner Diabald of Hodgeville says ranchers and feedlots are operating at a loss while packers and retailers are making huge profits. He wants a government investigation into pricing of cattle and beef on the store shelf. Well, we would like to investigate or further investigate, I guess, uh, you know, the pricing of cattle. Producers, farmers, ranchers are, are just really tired of having to work and, and, you know, there's just no profitability in in the on the cow calf side on the on the feeder side as well and so through the last few years here packers have been have been very profitable and consumers have been great supporters of consuming beef and so you know right now there is no trickle down effect whatsoever and it's just you know there has to be something uh you know recognize that there is some imbalance there and and you know we need to dig into this a little bit further at this point in time, you know, with uh, profitability not being here for the, the grassroots producer, you know, we need to do something and do something fairly quick where, you know, the industry is going to erode away to the point where there isn't going to be a, a reasonable sized cow-calf industry here in the province or, or for that matter in the country. Just give me an idea. How bad is the pricing spread between beef at the supermarket shelf and the price you're getting paid? Well, right now, I guess that was one of the things, you know, that we need to identify and, and really to understand that cost of production has gone up so much, you know, that right now, if markets stay where they're at, we're in a, in a, not in a good position, I guess, as far as 
sustaining our, our industry. And, and so beef prices have increased and with inflation where it's going gone here now uh, and will be going further, I'm sure, there just isn't the, you know, that money doesn't get back to the grassroots producer and the spread. I, you know, you hear all kinds of rumors and that, and I guess that's something that we need to identify and, and you know, find out exactly where it is at. What impact has the drought caused producers as well? The drought definitely has caused considerable uh, problems and the, the cost to feed was so astronomically high and, and it'll continue to be high with grain prices where they're at and there is no extra feed on any farms anywhere and, and so you know the, the feeding costs are higher and, and that just uh, contributes to the overhead of each producer out there and, and so the drought definitely has had an impact on, on profitability and, and you know right now we are sitting a little bit better as far as that goes drought wise. Thankfully there's been lots lots of rain in some parts of the province and I think everybody's gotten a little bit here this year so we're better off than we were a year ago but definitely the drought plays a role in on the side of being in, in black ink rather than red. You say ranchers and feedlots are operating at a loss. Are you worried about a reduction in herd numbers? Definitely, yes. Uh, You know, that's something that we will see and and have heard that here. The drought, again, has contributed to that in some areas. But right now, too, you know, we're hearing, uh, you know, lots of cases where people just can't continue on. I guess any equity is eroding, and and so they're not going to continue on with, you know, the the lack of, of a strong enough market here to sustain the the industry. You see packers and retailers reporting strong profits. Uh, what, how do you feel about that? Well, uh, I, I guess in a, in a free market economy, I understand how it's evolved to this point. But again, there is uh, you know, little interest, I guess, in, in sharing any of those profits. And, and again, I understand that. But again, you know, maybe with the lack of competition on the packer side, that contributes to it. And so you know, that is why we need to have some type of an investigation, you know, whether it be provincially or federally or both, you know, we need to come up with some kind of a strategy, I guess, to, uh, you know, figure out what we can do to uh, allow some of that, some of those funds, some of that money to trickle back down to producers to the point where there is some profitability in the industry. Stock Growers President Garner Debald ranches at Hodgeville. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca and your Prairie Co op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. There was a lot of variability in rainfall last month in Saskatchewan, as illustrated in the June weather statistics. The largest amounts were in the northwest part of the province, according to Terry Lang, a meteorologist with Environment Canada based in Saskatoon. Meadow Lake came in with their second wettest June on record, very, very wet. As well, North Battleford came in wet also, and they had one day where they got over 100 mils of rain in one day alone, so really brought up those averages. Prince Albert had just under 80 millimeters of rain last month, or 116% of normal. Lang says it was very dry in the Regina area, with the following reading at that city's airport. 
They only had 13.1 millimetres compared to their average of close to 71. We know that there was other storms that moved, you know, through that city as well and missed the airport, but that came in as the third driest June on record, and that's 137 years of, of record too. Estevan came in dry, 27th driest with 52 millimetres. And even Yorkton that received some storms, they came in with about 60 mils compared to how they were supposed to get about on average 80 mils. So it came in dry as well. So lots of variability, which is very common for these types of patterns with the showers and thunder showers. Lang says the rainfall totals in Saskatoon were extremely variable for June, due mostly to storms on the 20th. Only 38 mils fell at the airport um, for the month of June, but like for myself, I recorded for the month and I'm on the east side, I recorded just under 100 millimeters for the month. So that, that's a, a difference of, you know, almost 60 millimeters, you know, not a very far amount of space, really. There were eight confirmed tornadoes in June, including five on the 29th. That's consistent with the long-term average. However, Lang notes there were far fewer lightning strikes for the month. 57% of average lightning strikes for June, which I found quite interesting because we've had the stormy weather, we've had the tornadoes, we've had the hail, we've had the heavy rains, but we haven't had a lot of uh, lightning with that. So a bit of a surprising statistic there. Lang expects unsettled weather to continue for the rest of the week. Looks like there's a good chance of some severe weather coming up this week. So people could just be paying a little bit closer attention to the forecasts and to the alerts and stuff like that. That would be great uh, just because we can see sort of that increased risk. We are starting to see some warmer weather trying to move in after all of this time. We still haven't seen big outbreaks of heat or anything like that so far this summer. The temperatures have really been struggling to get really hot, but we are seeing some warmer temperatures coming in on the horizon. Average temperatures for this time of year are around 25 degrees. So looks like we're trying to get into those upper 20s, uh, particularly towards uh, the end of the week. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada in Saskatoon. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined right now by the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Reg Schellenberg. Hey, Reg, how are you? I'm fantastic. We're very happy. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I assume you're really happy about, well, you got two things to be happy about. One, it's, it's rained in uh, some of your parts, but also Health Canada has, re, I, I guess, changed course, reversed its uh, original rumored uh, decision, but we've got uh, some changes and an exemption now for ground beef and pork when it comes to this front of package labeling legislation. Yes, we're we're very pleased with the way the campaign went, Sean. Uh, when the F- FOP or front of label packaging uh, was was first announced, we knew that we had to rally the industry and really push hard against this policy. And uh, we had a very successful campaign, and we're just really ecstatic that the Health of Canada and the government listen to industry and producer concerns as well as concerns from our consumers. Reg, this is a a lobbying campaign that I I felt, you know, as I watched it, 
in the especially in the mainstream because you know we know what's going to be discussed on programs like ours and the positions that people are going to share but i felt in the mainstream that for the most part a lot of people were really on the side of the meat industry in terms of like what are we doing here did did you feel and sense that throughout the campaign well it was a very evident uh, result of the of the campaign shot we had participants from across the country uh, consumers, housewives, moms uh, that want access to good, nutritious Canadian ground beef as part of their meals in, in Canadian households. Absolutely. Without doubt, they helped us achieve our success here. So pull back the curtain a little bit here, Reg. Was yep. was this decision by Health Canada that we've we've heard today, is was that in doubt? Like, did you, did you feel that there was a chance they were not going to change course? Well, definitely, we were we were cautious because we knew that the, the fact that they have said it was going to go through uh, to Gazette Two was a big concern for industry. So we knew we had to be very proactive and lobby as hard as we could in a narrow window of time because when they would break for the summer, then things go silent, and that was our concern. And uh, credit to our staff in Ottawa that put together the "Don't Label My Beef" campaign. It was a, a, a great and very successful endeavor. Uh, people from across the country had an opportunity to voice their concern and their support. And I can tell you that there was over 9,500 participants that went online to submit their support for the Don't Label My Beef campaign, in addition to over 8,500 emails and letters, specifically to MPs, senators, and, and Health Canada. I, I do wonder if the timing worked in the favor of the the industry's effort here. And what I mean by that is the, the timing that, you know, food costs are escalating. There's a lot of concern yes. out there about inflation and the, the, the cost of food. And and you, you sort of mentioned it earlier that ground meat is, an, an, is really a, an affordable option, a nutritious option for people across the entire income spectrum. It, adding additional labeling that would be, you know, sort of labeled by some as nonsensical and of no value really would just add more cost to food that's already going up. So I think the timing may have worked in your favor. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, hamburger is at the center of many Canadian meals and represents 50% of all the beef sold in Canada. You know, in a time of incredible price inflation, ground beef continues to be the most affordable meat uh, protein of choice. And I think, Consumers were concerned that that may, may there may be a shortage. There may be indications that the the uh, impact would be at work against them for their purchases. So, absolutely, uh, timing was good, and uh, we're very very pleased with the way things have turned out. So, Red, you got, you tuck this one away. <laughs> Success, and you're new to the you're new to the seat. So, congratulations, <laughs> you're one for one when it comes to issues. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina.
specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers or drizzle. Risk of a thunderstorm, wind southeast 30, and the high today 19, the low 14. For Wednesday, sunny tomorrow, the high 26, the low 14. Thursday, cloudy, the high 21, the low 14. Friday, cloudy, the high 23, the low 16. Saturday, partly cloudy with 60% chance of showers, the high 28, the low 15. Sunday, sunny, the high 25, the low 14. Monday, sunny, the high 25 degrees. Normal high for this date is 25. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.54 this morning. It sets at 9.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, hard to believe, mid-July, early July. Up north, Uranium City, 22 degrees. The cold spot, Spiritwood, at 14. Esteban is 17. Saskatoon, 16. Swift Current, 18. Weyburn and Yorkton, 16. Regina, cloudy and 16. That's 61 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east at 18. Humidity is 86%. The barometric pressure dropping 101.8. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 16. Winds are from the east, southeast at 15. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 16. That's 61 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Nearly every region of the province reported some crop hail damage during June. The Canadian Crop Hail Association says it ranges from minor in early stage crops to more significant damage in more mature crops. The Crop Hail Association reports its members are investigating more than 650 claims of crop damage between June 8th and the 25th. The vice chair of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Tyson Rehorchuk, outlines the June caseload. Yeah, I would say it's higher than our typical average for sure. The storms that we had seen were more widespread, especially from June 23rd storms and June 29th storms provided a lot of claims throughout Saskatchewan as a province as a whole. There were multiple cells that uh, touched down in various areas. And Roy Horchuk describes the damage. I would say largely light to moderate damage, crops being so early in the stage due to being uh, such a late seeding season for much of the eastern portion of the province, hit crops at very early stages which are very likely to bounce back. Roy Horchuk says hail size has been variable, ranging from pea to golf ball size. Storms have prompted more sales to farmers. You know, a big portion of it is due to due to hail, but we're seeing record sales through much of the industry this year just due to 
commodity prices, fuel prices, and fertilizer prices uh, increasing causes farmers wanting to protect their crops with uh, higher coverage levels. Roy Hortchuk says the busiest time of year for him is late July and early August. He says adjusters have been busy trying to keep up with the storms. For the most part, we have been. You know, they're out in the countryside here now. Adjusters for most companies, as far as I understand, but they're keeping up, but they're busy. Definitely busy. Tyson Rehorchuk is the vice chair of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. According to the association, crop hail claims have been filed in the following areas so far this year. This is in Saskatchewan, Carrot River, Nipawin, White Fox, Meath Park, Choiceland, Belgoni, Yorkton, Rokenville, Esterhazy, Mooseman, Swift Current, Mossbank, Chamberlain, Nakam, Edom, Cutknife, Bigger, Keniston, Cabry, Holdfast, Imperial, Kelleher, Lake Lenore and Outlook, and of course there will be some that are missed in that list. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Close to 30,000 people are expected to attend a major farm machinery show northwest of Saskatoon later this month. Ag in Motion show director Rob O'Connor says the show will be held near Langham. That's about 20 minutes west of Saskatoon. Well, Ag in Motion is July 19th to 21st, and it takes place seven kilometers outside of Langham, the RM of Corman Park, not far from Saskatoon, uh, right on Highway 16 and uh, Range Road 3083. It's just off the highway. Tell me how many exhibitors you have this year. This year we'll have uh, close to 550 exhibitors, and there's a wide variety from crop plots to tractors and other ag equipment. So it's a full event this year. Do you have conferences, and if so, what kind of topics? Yeah, there will be lots of different seminars. There will be livestock-oriented seminars, and ag tech startup company seminars, as well as some things that people might be interested in when it comes to water management and and things that are practical to your farming practice today. Now, this is where farmers get a chance to actually be right out in the field having a look at equipment. Quite an interesting display of machinery in the field, right? Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about Ag in Motion is the opportunity to actually see the equipment being demonstrated in the field, whether you want to get into a a sprayer and, and drive it around and get to understand how it works, how the booms work and how things in the cab work, or to watch different planters and seeders or tillage equipment. They're all happening at the show this year. And then on the livestock side, again, we're going to have some different shoot systems on display being demonstrated with some cattle running through them, as well as some new types of handling cattle through a box system where we'll have Lisa there showing us how to do that. Do you have any international visitors come to the show? Yeah, usually there's some international visitors. With the protocols around COVID, we didn't have a big presence this year, or we're not planning to have a big presence. We didn't do a lot of planning towards international visitors, but we have heard of different delegations coming, and we're expecting that uh, as we move forward with the show, we'll increase in the number of international delegations that come. Do you have some interesting crop plots for farmers to view? Yeah, actually we have a record number of 32 crop plots this year at the show. All different types of foliar fertilization and 
different genetics and different types of pesticides and herbicides being uh, on display in those crop plots. You're expecting how big a crowd this year? Well, we are anticipating 30,000 or, or more. Uh, the last two shows, 2018 and 19, both eclipsed that number. And being that we have pent-up demand of not being able to offer Ag in Motion in person the last two years, we're actually anticipating perhaps a larger crowd than that. So you're hoping for a good show this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think the show is going to be big. There's just as many exhibitors as any other year that we've had in the past. I think the momentum of Ag in Motion is there, and, and the show's proven to be a great one, and, and I think we will again this year. Some big farm machinery on display? Well, the amazing thing about what we're doing in ag manufacturing is we're able to become more efficient with how we can utilize things like fuel and, and man hours. And by doing that, usually means large equipment. So we'll have sprayers here that have booms of 120 feet. We'll have some huge seeding and, and planting equipment on display. I know that one of the seeders this year is going to be 80 feet. And what's amazing about some of the technology that's coming out, it's it's so digital, it's so good at being able to collect data as you're going through the field that I think there's a lot of things that people can see when it comes to large equipment, but also equipment that's detailed as you go through and collect that data and utilize that data to improve your farming practice. Rob O'Connor is the show director for Ag in Motion, July 19th to 21st near Langham, Saskatchewan. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing downward movement this morning. Viterra prices for Durham fell $36.75 at 505.21. Canola went down 39.20 at 781.02. Lentils dropped $10 at 771.50. Number one red spring wheat declined 10.40 at 393.64. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley 347.87. Chickpeas nine ninety nine ninety nine, flax nine twelve sixty seven, oats four forty one fifty three, yellow peas four ninety three eighty nine, and feed wheat three seventy eight thirty. At Minneapolis, September spring wheat fell thirty five cents at nine thirteen a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 5th. Our last regular sale was on June 22nd. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.04 to $1.14. D3 cows sold from $0.94 cents to $1.03. Counter cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. Heiferet sold from $1.35 to $1.52. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.35 to $1.45. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,800 hogs Monday, selling in a range of $248 to $263 per CKG. 
Today's sales are expected to be around 7,200 head, selling a range of 248 to $264 for CKG. Hams number one sales this week are up, selling in the range of 47 to 53 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 12 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2867. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.49 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed to start the week, with the Western Corn Belt down $2.78 relative to Thursday, June 30th, National improving $1.12, and the cutout adjusted variant up $0.91 cents U.S. 100 weight. Last week's average cutout price softened $3.36 U.S. 100 weight, or 3% roughly, compared to the previous reporting period, which would generally be considered a counter-seasonal move for this time of year. Only 2015 and 2019 saw weekly moves lower since the USDA started reporting carcass values this way in 2013. Weekly slaughter came in at 2.286 million head, and the first time the weekly kill was below 2.3 million this year, other than the holiday-shortened weeks. The move was generally expected, however, and was 1.4% above what the USDA's quarterly hogs and pigs report implied would be available for the marketing week. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. The federal government is providing $1.6 million to an Alberta company to produce high-efficiency fertilizers. Solveris of Calgary will use the funds to further develop new technology to produce high-efficiency fertilizers made with organic carbon. The technology will convert various forms of organic waste into high-efficiency fertilizers, rich in nutrients and soil-building carbon and economical to use in large-scale agriculture. The fertilizer would also be used for lawns and plants in commercial and home use. These fertilizers improve on conventional chemical fertilizers by releasing nutrients more slowly. This gives plants the ability to absorb the nutrients as they need them to grow. More efficient uptake means less unabsorbed nutrients are left in the soil, reducing the risk of release of harmful greenhouse gas emissions or contaminating waterways. The support is part of a government plan to reduce fertilizer greenhouse gas emissions by 30% by 2030. A new round of consultations is being completed this summer with farm groups to reverse the trend of rising emissions from fertilizer use while continuing as a major crop supplier. The conflict in Ukraine has created even more demand for Canadian crops and agricultural products. On the markets, the TSX is down 478 points to 18,550. The Dow has fallen 577 points to 30,520. Oil has declined $10.11 at 98.32 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down one-tenth of a cent at 76.50 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.